Hello and welcome. Um, I'm very privileged to have Professor Tina Hesher, who's the Professor of Education Science at the University of Bern in Switzerland. And her research interests lie in emotions and motivation in school, wellbeing and health, education as well as teacher education. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce mm -hmm. um, Professor Tina. So welcome, Tina. Thank you. And it's a pleasure to have you on the Borromeo's Way podcast. <laughs> Thank you. A very it's special guest. <laughs> I am um, not sure, but I know we love watching the Netflix show, The Crown. Yeah. And I, I don't have a TV. You don't have a no. TV. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, cut a long story short, um, now that the actress who plays the Queen is Claire Foy, mm -hmm. and I was reading in a magazine that when she went through high school, she was like um, a little bit overwhelmed because it was... A, they had high expectations for learning. And it wasn't until she had this great drama teacher mm -hmm. who had these massive tattoos and big long red hair <laughs> who got her hooked that she finally thought she had, you know, that sense to act. Oh, okay. So I thought that was a great sort of leading to how we go as teachers yeah, and the true. importance we can connect with our students. True. So true. that was... Um, yeah, uh, I thought an interesting story. Mm -hmm. But I know t two weeks ago, um, I was fortunate enough um, with Caroline's invitation to listen to your workshop. Yeah. And I thought it had a lot of things worth sharing while you're down here at Notre Dame. So yeah, sure. I'm going to ask you just a few little uh, questions, if you don't mind, on how to sort of foster the positive emotions in school. In school. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's not an easy task because, you know, um, speci specifically in adolescence, uh, it becomes more difficult because students try or start to reflect on what we are doing yes. while primary school students, they're so happy to learn, most of them are. Yes. But um, as I mentioned last week, there's already a decline yep. in primary education in terms of well-being, yes. uh, learning, enjoyment, motivation. Mm. And then when they proceed to secondary education, it becomes more difficult. Yep. No, it's not only you know all these uh, developmental yes. issues that come into play, but they really are more critical with uh, what we want to teach them. Yes. And they, they reflect and they ask, why should I learn that? And what you said resonated with me because I've got three teenagers, <laughs> and I, and I'm thinking yes, you're spot on, <laughs> yeah. and and you also spoke about like some of those preventative measures as well. Yeah, yeah, so, that's very important. Yeah. And I think, like we should clearly divide or separate between learning situation and achievement or test situations. Yes. We also could divide between learning tasks that are just they have to do them and there is no discussion about that because we expect them to yes. do and other things where we could you know connect the contents with real life and with their reality yes. and with their interests because yep. you can't do that for all topics no it's just there there are some things you have to learn and it's also the art of good teaching too isn't yeah, it to yeah. connect with you it your is students. it definitely is mm. and we see more and more that the social relationship between teachers and students yes. is so is so important mm. but on the other way i'm always a little bit ambivalent with situations and examples as you told from the Netflix yes. series because it means 
it's so much the personality of the sure. teacher that counts. Yes. It's so much dependent on the teachers and I think we should think more about it's like the whole group of teachers that contribute yes. to the education of a child. Like sure. there's I, I think there's a phrase from African it needs a whole a village yes, to raise yes. a child. I, I have heard that, yeah. Yeah, and that's, I think that's, that's, a that's great really phrase. good. Yeah, yeah. Because we tend to individualize success yes. yep. and failure yes. to an individual teacher and, and that makes teachers of course not feel well and take so much burden on their shoulders. Yes. So I think it would be better to I, I like that image as a collective a collective yes. responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's true. And if we are together responsible for the growth, for the development and education of our children, our school. Yes. That makes a difference. I think, I think that's a great point. Yeah. No, thank you. Now, I've got a little bit of a, a passion for the beginning teachers and mentoring. Sure. Um, and also the pre-service Me teachers. Me too. Me too. <laughs> well, which I think are so important yeah. and when you're talking yeah. about a collective group. What are some of the key preventative and supportive sources do you think they need to grasp mm -hmm. in preparing mm -hmm. to teach? Mm -hmm. One definitely is peer support yes. by other uh, teachers, yep. by other students, mm -hmm. and by the students they teach as well. Because well, I, when I do research on learning in Prague, what, what I do, yes. my other you yep. know, um, <laughs> focus, then I realize how much the students' teachers rely on how they, the students re respond to them. So mm -hmm. how they, you know, the, they could affect the students' learning and, and, and well-being, of course, as, as well. The, the, yes. So yeah. this is, well, when, what we as mentors say is, say is mm -hmm. quite important, but in the end, they, well, they end up positively, uh, to be said, yes. in the interaction with the students, the pupils mm -hmm. they, they and teach. That's, yeah. And that's the main source of getting feedback. And you don't have to read Hattie yeah. to see that no, feedback exactly. is so important. Yes. Yeah. It's and, spot on. Yeah. And that, but it needs a way of, you know, you have to, you need to have like measures or mm -hmm. tools how to get feedback from the students because they are in a dependence relationship yes yeah. you are superior and they don't come and say oh miss hasher this teaching today was not so yeah, great because yeah. i didn't understand anything but they will say nothing mm. and we know from research that even if they try let's let's do the homework yes. and they try very hard at home and they didn't get it yeah. they never would report to their teachers but mm. they should yes but yeah. they don't do because they are afraid of yeah. getting yeah. low grades or marks and yes. You're making a bad impression to the teacher. Uh, so that's, I true. think, as well connected with the role of when I'm like a learning coach yes. for the students, yep. for the pupils, and when I'm the teacher that marks, that grades, that yes. takes yep. evaluations. And that's an important thing. And I would recommend, strongly recommend beginning teachers to, to clearly separate these two things yes. and to make it explicit, mm -hmm. not hidden, but clearly say, well, it's about learning now. Now everybody can make mistakes. Yes. Ask me everything. Yeah. There are no silly questions. No, but after a while, well, you learn that. I expect you that you now can perform. Now show me your performance. Yes. And then you go on with the learning process. Yeah. And it, from my perspective, if you can really differentiate between these aspects, you can connect very good to the students. Yeah. Because and the that, students feel treated fair 
no, treated fairly, like yes. that, treated fairly. <laughs> um, and the one hand, yeah. um, they see that you are open to support them, and that's the most important thing because they want to learn in a way. And that's that support and what you're saying as a learning coach is so yeah. true. Yeah. Because that I think that's what our children need. Yeah, but some <clears throat> uh, some student teachers struggle with this learning coach role yes. because they see they have to evaluate, they mm -hmm. have to mark, they have to you know, support the selection process. But this is why it's important to differentiate between these like phases yes. or, or or tasks and I suppose, roles. I suppose a good mentor. Yeah. would be able to guide them in that. Exactly. But they would need training themselves. Exactly, yeah. exactly, mm. exactly. Now, if I was a beginning teacher, what advice would you give to their mentor to assist them with their well-being? Yeah. I think I first would say to the mentors that they take a while, the first few contacts, just to observe how the student teachers interact with the students. Yes. Because everyone is different mm -hmm. and there is not this optimal teaching style. No. So everybody That's has to figure out what's my way of yes. getting into contact. Yep. Because I think students, they see if you pretending a, a role yep. mm -hmm. and you have to find a role where really, you can you know, say that that's me in a way. Yes. And Teaching is always you give your whole personality into it. You, you, do, you yes. are vulnerable, yeah. you are full of emotions. Yes. That's why it's so important that you can be on your own or yeah. be you, yourself yes. in a way. Yeah. So that's what I would recommend just to see and then to feed back moments of enjoyment and mm -hmm. satisfaction and yes. success. Yes. Because I have, well, as a mentor, I have observed them, I make some notes, oh, well, in this interaction. Good, good situation. Yes. Very, both sides very happy. Um, could like empowering mm -hmm. the students, teachers to to focus and to, to lean on these situations. Yes. On the other hand, I can observe if there are situations that are a little bit clumsy, not working mm -hmm. so well. So then I need that feedback. Exactly, yes. and then I would feed the feedback, yes. and then discuss with the student teacher. And the other thing I would do is I would always prepare the lessons when I'm mentoring mm -hmm. together. Not like being I'm the expert in the background and I can say yes, no, good, half good, not yes, so good. Yeah. But share my experience always. And then taking taking like um, common responsibility, yes. shared responsibility yes. for the teaching mm. to see how no peer uh, interaction yes. in teaching yeah. uh, could look like. That's very important, but because a lot of beginning teachers, they think, now they, I must show that I cannot do it on my own. Yes. I don't yeah. need other teachers. I'm mm. just me and my classroom. Yeah. And that's totally wrong, yeah. because more or less you need to be collaborative. And, and I think what you, you pointed, what I've read in the research too, yeah. is like reciprocal mentoring. Exactly. So you can exactly. actually learn from your yeah. beginning teacher. Yeah. You know, it's amazing things. We just started a research project yes. about the question what mentors learn yes. when they're mentoring student teachers. Oh, fantastic. And that's so cool. I can't wait to read that. <laughs> <laughs> I will publish yeah, in English, I promise you. <laughs> Thank you, team. <laughs> um, I, I suppose now moving up, the chain sort of 
to more experienced teachers and leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice would you offer to say principals, assistant principals looking after their staff and well-being in general? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say, like, I would recommend in a way to initiate a common process of what is necessary for us, yes. for the team, for mm-hmm. the staff, for the whole school, for all teachers, to have quite a good well-being. Where are our strengths mm-hmm. and where are our weaknesses yes. related yep. to that? So really like a swap analysis. Yes, analysis, yes. Yeah, in yeah. a way. And I would do it together because I think, of course, a principal can think, well, maybe these aspects are not so good or the others, but you can't someone lead to well-being mm. so well-being is, is like I, it's it's my own well-being and yes. no way development on my own so mm. it needs my ownership and my participation yes. into that process mm. um, and I would take time for that and I would be a little bit resistant to just implementing external programs mm. but why I abs- what I observe in, yes. in Australia I, I love all these programs I, I think, think there's some great beautiful. programs but there's a lot of them there's so many yes. and yeah. some are really just implemented mm. into the schools. Yes. There is no evaluation how good they are yeah. and a well, even a well-being program could be a burden on the teacher's shoulder yes. because yeah. it's like on top of, um, of the existing curriculum. Exactly, mm. exactly. And yeah. if it's not integrated into, into if I don't have time for that, I'm not res- appreciated. Yes, that would resonate with a lot of teachers and that would sort of one of the other questions because sometimes teachers feel overwhelmed in dealing with the programs. Any tips for sort of getting around that? I think the tip is talk with other teachers about that. Find an agreement. Don't think that you have to be the only well-being teacher in the whole school. Just reunite in a way to find a common yeah. A common perspective, yeah. like a common mainstream of what we do. And then you, you can do your individual things, of course. Yes. Yeah. But you are not as, as one sailor against all others, all others. or selling yeah, yeah, you're all You are together. You're rowing together in a way. I, I, that's a great analogy. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that's what I like because it's hard work. Teaching is hard work. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And if you just burden yourself too much, then, you know, the, the problem or, or the probability to get to get tired, yes. to get burned out maybe once, it, it's quite high. It, it is, I think, um, that, that is a very, very pertinent point and very relevant for our, mm-hmm. our teachers. Yeah, and find like, a, for, for principals, I would love to see like a master plan, how yes. student well-being, teacher well-being, principals well-being as yes. well, it's yeah. important as well, mm-hmm. how they are connected to each other. And there are some aspects, I think, that is just relevant for students, others relevant only for teachers, yes. others all only relevant for principals. But there must be there must be connections. You know, there it's like the, yes, like that a, conduit sort of running exactly, through. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, a fantastic way of looking at it too. I think I know from our Catholic system we've probably got mm-hmm. a very good conduit, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard connecting it all. True. True. Yeah. True. Now, sort of. In Australian schools, especially Catholic schools, mm-hmm. we pride ourselves on our pastoral care. Mm-hmm. Um, what sort of lessons do you think from positive psychology and growth mm-hmm. mindset do you think are relevant 
It's difficult to select single aspects. Yes. Yeah. Um, generally, I would say um, I would be a little bit skeptical mm -hmm. that it could be just transferred from a theory or research into school or into sure. um, instruction, into teaching. Yes. Um, so I think that the basic idea, but it's not only based mm. on positive psychology, but also health education as well and others, yes. is that um, the, the orientation towards the resources of a person yes. is so important. Mm. I would say start with the things that were good yeah. to give people a confidence that they can learn. Because sometimes students get the impression that they are not able to learn. Mm. For example, when they are lower achievers, yes. they have the impression in comparison to others, they are not good learners mm. and they lose their self-confidence. Yes, that self-esteem, exactly. just deflating. Exactly. Yes. And mm. if they have quite, you know, they don't have to think that they will be high achievers, but they even they could learn. So yes. everything is learnable in a way yes. for them and for all people. Mm. And this, I think, this is doable uh, through supporting, empowering them mm. uh, with related to their resources. Yeah. And then they are open for deficits as well. So then we can talk about, oh, what didn't well, um, went well, yes, yeah. uh, what were the problems, where yeah. are you struggling? Yes. But I don't tell about my struggles if mm. I have feeling, you know, I'm... I'm in a way unsafe yeah. in mm. the situation. Yes. That's a other, another aspect, creating safe, a safe environment, safe, psychologically yeah. safe environment. Yes, that is very, yeah, very true. And that's I think that you can learn. And of course, the, the idea of the flow mm. that you are diving into a task. Yeah. Um, so, but I think it's very difficult in regular school yes. to yeah. you know let the students jump into flow, and after a while we say out of the flow because now we have not we math, have we on. have something else. <laughs> but the yes. idea to to see when students so really get engaged into learning, mm -hmm. and, and then to let them learn, don't to disrupt them. Yes, that is very important. And that that's a good teaching point, isn't it, for you? young teachers and even older teachers yeah. Yeah. just to sometimes let them I think from my experience you tend to do that as you get a little bit older hopefully a little bit wiser and you think oh they're actually learning I'm not going to interrupt exactly. them there. yes and there, is a, and there was another interesting study that did in Germany on group work mm. and and they figured out the teachers that you know they can bear sitting there just letting the students work. Yes. so they interrupted <laughs> all, all the, time. the time the group yes. yeah. and that was detrimental for the learning yeah. process yeah. so i always say don't please teachers don't disturb teaching yes or the learning because yeah. they are yeah they are too active just give confidence yeah. and say i'm around if you want me some ask me some questions but let the students come to and you. more facilitating that learning yeah. then it's a lovely way of putting it into play. I suppose just, are there any lessons you think from Germany and Switzerland in your experience, and you've had vast experience in many different places, mm. that you think Australia could benefit from, just from your observations? This is a very difficult it's question. It's a difficult question, I know. I don't think so. I. Well, there is not one or two aspects, but what I could, what 
maybe one one idea. Um, in Switzerland, there was already 50 years ago, the union um, very strongly developed a sense of professional teaching. Yes. And they supported the teachers in developing throughout their whole mm -hmm. teaching career. Yes. So um, the idea that teaching is not only a learning profession in terms of teaching students, mm. but that you start at the very beginning and you learn throughout the whole life, mm. is really an issue in yes. Switzerland. Yeah. And this empowers teachers, mm. and they do a lot of in-service training yes. in yeah. over the weekend, but they do here too, mm. I think. And they are really proud of being a good teacher. Yes. So, um, maybe the idea that teachers are they are so important for the society and mm. they have to be valued so much it's not all the time and always mm. um, the case in switzerland but in comparison for example to germany it is yes yeah. so we see our teachers really benefit from the societal value that's given or appreciation uh, that is given to them yes yeah um, and they more and more teach collaboratively yeah collaboratively yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> what a difficult word <laughs> so um that helps them too so they they develop on their own a way of helping and improving and sharing responsibility yeah. for the teaching I think and that's i a, think that could be maybe an a great way. and it also reminded me my um, grandfather once said he, he said you learn something new every day yeah true you know, you're constantly sure. learning. It doesn't matter whether you're beginning or at the end of your career, you're yeah. constantly learning yeah. things. Yeah. So, um, on those, thank you so much for your time, thank too, you, Professor John. Tina. And thank you for your insights, uh, wonderful insights, <laughs> and your <laughs> time you. and sharing that with the rest of us on our podcast. Oh, pleasure. So thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you, John.